0: Big barrel. Oh, a big,
1: big barrel. Oh, right into the center of the stadium. Barrel of beer. It's a barrel, Brownie. You don't see the beer uppity. modern
2: footy. Duncan to really light up Kennya Park! He's on the way! Has it got the legs? I reckon it has!
3: He drank the beer. <laughs> He'll
2: caress it down someone's throat.
1: The beer. Delicious. Delicious. Change Badgel. Um So Border Barrels, we're here midweek, and the guys were already editing the uh, intro because (laughs) it is a footy intro and we didn't really think about it. So this one uh, and why we are editing it, in the beginning, so why we are editing, I can't say it, why we're changing the intro on (laughs) the fly is because we're doing something a little bit different here tonight. So Border Barrels is doing what they threatened to do a while back. We're doing a beer cast. Yeah, and we took the show on the road, as yep, they say, getting yep. the show on the road. Yeah, so we're over here in the beautiful, sunny Wodonga, and we're here at one of the, the local assets, which is the Good Shed. Um, and I'll tell you what, this is our, like, it's, if you want craft beer, they've bloody well got it the over The Mecca. Here. The Mecca. This you've is our heard Mecca. Mentioned
3: yeah. it many times before. Yep. Yeah. So we thought we'd show you. Well, it was almost like a myth. It was
0: like I got this beer at the Goods Shed, but we'd never been here on the pod, so it was like, are they just calling some place the There's Goods Shed? Some shed yes. that's good, apparently. Yeah. 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 They've got the goods. We'll get to the bottom of that. But yeah, the yeah, well. key is the Goods Shed because yes. they're a shed and they've got the goods. They do have the goods,
1: and That's an unofficial. I, I've made that up on the spot. We will try no. and find the
3: real answer tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll see do we, our best.
1: See if it catches on. But one, one thing as well that has changed is my identity will change for tonight. Yeah. If you're watching on video, I'll be known as Dickie Knee. <laughs> because as you can see from the video, or you can see it's the back of my head. So you two might be too young. For that no, as you can
3: see by the reaction of one third of the podcast, yes, okay. one of them is too young. So <laughs> look,
1: look, up, look up Dickie Knee when you get a chance. And um, yeah, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't think, think I've I'll ever been it. more confused. Okay, that's all right. Very good. But yeah, we're here at the Good Shed. And um, they're doing a tap takeover. They are. Yeah, so we're very excited. We Who are they doing it with? Well, Akasha Brewing from Sydney. You may yeah. have heard of them. Yes. And you should have heard of them. Well, you do. you've do. you heard of them now. Or Akasha. We'll confirm that as well, well tonight. We'll confirm that as well tonight. We're going to learn a bit because we're sort of beer nuffies as we're, well, as I'm a forty nuffy, but we're all beer nuffies that enjoy beer, so we've... Uh, We've pulled up a stump. and We're going to learn a little bit more about beer, and we're going to chat to uh, we're going to chat to Dan from the Good Shed at some stage, and uh, just talk to him about his brewing establishment. And then, as well, we're going to talk to the guys from Akasha or Akasha, whatever it may be. I can't wait to find that one out. Um, what do you What do you reckon, boys? Well, I just like the the event. Um,
0: yeah, as you mentioned, Akasha Akasha tap takeover. So. Um, as we all know, COVID existed, and um, according to some, uh, still does. Um, all you, what is it, uh, conspiracy theorists out there would suggest that COVID still exists. Geez, I'm going to do a live uh, sample there. Controversy. Controversy. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So we haven't had a lot of events. Yeah. Recently, so no, ev- events have been tough. The events have been tough. So we're here, um, and as um, the goods shed. Uh, mentioned to us uh, two years in the making this one so they've been planning it for a while we're, yeah, and awesome. we're, we're going to find out tonight how that came about Like that's one of the questions we've got for both Dan and um, Matt and Larry from Akasha is how did, how did we get to here how do we go from Akasha existing and the Good Sheds e- existing to
3: them existing together yeah. for
0: two hours tonight. And the other exactly. exciting
3: part um, a tap takeover, of course, implies there's some very special beers to try. Absolutely. So ooh, there ooh, are ooh, two ooh, ooh. very exclusive and I hear elusive beers because there's Absolutely. not many places well, in Australia that actually has access to the beers that we should be able to. There's to try
0: zero tonight. places in Australia. Um, this is the quintessential definition of exclusive because it is exclusive. To the people in this room, yep. Um, tonight uh, we got two beers by Akasha. We've got the Jack Daniel's Barrel Aged Imperial Stout, um, and as we found out, they everything they produced went into cans, which was for sale only at the tap room in a uh, Five Dock in Sydney. Yep. Except for the keg they have tonight. Uh, And that goes exactly the same for the Imperial Berry Sour that they've brought down. So um, we've got a heap more information to go on those, and we'll get to them over the course of the night, um, hopefully with the help of the Akasha fellas. Yeah, for sure. Um, But we do have uh, four others that are uh, nice limited releases, but can be found um, on Akasha's website or at any... Craft beer place that sells Akasha, I guess. Yep. Um, so they've got a lime zest goes a double hazy mosaic IPA, which we've all had. Oh, already bloody oh. hazy! That. that was that was delicious. Like, I'm actually like, it's. I love trying new beers, but I'm so excited to get that in me again. Mm. Um, Corbin Double IPA, which that's a classic. It that's, is a classic. It's yep. been on um, Gab's Hottest 100 previously, yep. and then they've got the Naz XPA, which if. I read that and went Naz, Nas the rapper. Yeah,
1: that's cool. <laughs>
3: Illmatic,
0: yeah. Lil
1: um, Lil Nas. Big just Nas. What is Nas, cool? Nas?
0: Nas. Nas. Um, no, but it's Nas uh, Campanella uh, collab. Oh, Jono Nas. Yeah. Yeah, Nas Campanella from Triple J, who um, has inspired many a folk, including myself. She's she was incredible as their uh, news reader. Yeah. On Triple Absolute J. weapon. Um, I
1: really enjoyed. I really enjoyed listening to the news. Yeah, and I she's
0: um, she's transitioned. Uh, a, now, I don't want to get her title wrong, but it's um, it, it's an affairs correspondent for Triple J, the yep. ABC. Yep. Um, I don't want to guess as to which one. I have an inkling,
3: but I don't want to be but completely also, wrong. We've said we enjoy... Why do we enjoy the news that she read? We what? haven't mentioned. Because
1: well, there's no way I could do it. There's no way I could do it. And also, I did I did enjoy her voice as well. Yeah, She's but she,
3: um,
0: she has... In the past, mentioned that when she was reading the news, she'd have headphones on, much like we do. Um, but instead of hearing herself, she is getting the news fed to her by a program. Did we say she was blind?
3: No, she's so, blind. There you go. The yeah, only one that's yeah, playing at home, wondering what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they skip. make it really difficult, read, like reading the yeah, news. Yeah, on the
0: radio. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like fed to her, and she repeats what is being said to, in her ear immediately after, and. Credit to her she powers through it because there's been some like one of my favorite mispr- pr- mispronunciations of a name was Ange, you just then on yeah i can't even i can't even pronounce mispronunciation um Anj postacoglu which is hard at the best of times yeah and when there's a program feeding it to you she got Ange Pastika glue and my wife and i on when he appears on tv we'll still call him Ange Pastika glue because why not it's way better and it's still yes. better than I could have done um, but yeah that's that's a beer that they've done uh, for International Women's Day with Naz Campanella and Reckless Brewing
1: so, well she'll be one we'll have to talk to next because I didn't know she was into beer she's even better now yeah how yeah, good fantastic um, but yeah
0: so six beers um, well actually a seventh beer we're currently drinking which is uh, not a mainstay but is is on the uh, for anyone that doesn't know the Good Shed have uh, 16 tap beers Four mainstays and twelve regular rotations, and currently they have the Akasha Canada Bay
2: XPA. Yes, which is easy drinking,
1: delicious,
0: yeah, and, and easy
2: drinking. Yes, for
0: for someone that um, is coming in uh, not from a non-craft beer background, uh, I it is one that I'd recommend. It's it's very light and yeah, it's tasty. Yeah, is the best thing I can say about it. Absolutely, but not
3: the best thing. It's one of the things. Yeah, no, it's. Well, I'm excited, but I reckon we're just going to get this rolling, don't we? We've got to get yeah. this show on the
1: road. I think we do. So we'll, all we'll bloody, I don't know. We'll have a bit more of a chat about a few things, but we're gonna, we're gonna try and. Um, I don't know what order all right. or we'll go in. There's a doggo. There's, There's a, a dog doggo here. in what here. What is it with this podcast and just dogs? Oh. Just turning up and just having a chat. Um, but, yeah, we're going to we're gonna hopefully speak to Dan from Good Shed and ask about this fine establishment, as I mentioned earlier, and we're going to talk to the boys about beer and hopefully learn a thing or two. Absolutely. Um, what do you reckon? We might pull up stumps there for a minute and just go and see what's what? Yep, stumps on day one. Um, what are N- we? No, wickets have fallen yet. Yeah, so. none for at least
0: 120, yeah, I reckon, no, it's not at the moment. Bad. And this,
1: um, this one might be a bit jumpy because we're going to do a few cuts and a few edits because... Um, we can't do it continuously because we want to make sure we uh we don't uh we want to fall in with the venue. We don't want to interrupt them, so we're, like, we're going to try and do it around. I want
0: to enjoy, like I'm. I want to get some beers in me as
1: well. Yeah, like exactly. I, well, that's a good reason. Like I'm turning good up. Enough. That's a good enough. You're getting turned up. I'm, is that what you're saying? Yeah, lit. That's a go. Litmus. We'll give it the litmus test. Yes. Um. All right. No worries. Well, we might just uh, pause there for a moment. And we'll see if we can pinch someone. Yeah, have a bit of a chat. Well, to
0: yeah, we'll be back. Uh, back soon.
1: Rightio, and we're back. for to Barrel's beer cast, numero uno, number one. So we've got a, um, our first... This might officially be our first guest on this, any of the podcasts we've done. As, so, well, aside
0: from Kuda's bird. Yeah, aside from Kuda, <laughs> my uh, golden
1: retriever <laughs> the other week there. So we're lucky enough to have Dan from the Good Shed uh, with us here today. Hey, boys. Welcome, Dan. Welcome, Dan. We're absolutely thrilled to be down here at the Good Shed because, uh, yeah, we're all uh, willing participants in what you're doing. And we absolutely bloody love it down here. But we've got are you a Sure, I've never seen you before. Ah, uh, go on. Yeah, that's that's what you tell. <laughs> no, the, that's you. that's what you tell the cops when they come. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, we're all very excited and we've uh, we've got a couple of questions for you. but don't worry, they are not they're not too bad. Um Hutto, you want you want to lead us off? Well, it was just my my first
0: question was basically, let's give the people uh, a bit of history about the good shed. How did we start? What was the where? How did you come from nothing to this? Basically, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not no, saying no. You were nothing. No, in no, no. no. I, I mean, like, how did we? How was this? This was an empty building, and now it's the the vibrant goods shed as as we've come to know.
2: Yeah, it's that whole dream comes reality sort of thing. Yes, yeah, so Hudson. that's what you meant, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so yeah, did my time in corporate world and yeah, uh, became a lover of food and wine, beer, you know, all all of the stuff you guys love. Um, And to the point of, you know, really wanting to go do my own thing and something I was passionate in. Um, Learned a lot of the things in corporate to bring with me along the way to a small business. And yes, then started the process of finding a venue and I'd, I'd probably say I was lucky to just at the right time, asked the right question about this empty, you know, how it was, you know, the whole railway precinct was getting redeveloped and timing was on my side when I asked that question and yeah, this empty building just had so much potential when we walked in it and is what it is today, yeah.
1: I have to say that's what I that's one of the first things I had written down, this location because and it's the good shed was here pretty much first, wasn't it? Um,
2: yeah it's um, n- yeah, not too much has changed since you know a bit of landscaping and stuff but yeah the, you know the three original businesses that are around here are all doing really well all yeah. really trying to be top of the game for the Aubrey region um, and yeah we you know we, we pitched a really you know what we thought was a really you know unique idea for the region to to the places Victoria you know, here. Yeah. You know, the state government body that was developing the area um, we had competition from you know some bigger groups that you know and we had no business experience and we actually still got the nod over them because yep. of you know the passion and what we were trying to bring you yep. know, versus just same old same old so yeah yep. well
1: well, well one would argue i yep. tell you what it's a thriving metropolis over here now there's the, 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 it just keeps growing there's just, every time i come over here there's something new and it's just the best bloody spot and i'll tell you what i i don't there's no science to this but i would have to say this place has the best sunsets
0: it's now. It's the the water tank out front, yeah. and like some would argue, the big bucket of chicken across the road yeah. as well. Is, it, it really yeah. helps. Uh, yeah, it's quite yeah. no, beautiful. it's
1: it's honestly, it's a it's a fantastic fantastic place. It's, yeah, it's just
0: so funny. I grew up across across the old railway tracks uh, in Central Wodonga. There, well, and you've you know, never I, told us that. Hard to no, <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I remember jumping over the railway tracks to go to KFC, even the gym down the road. And like, it's just so weird to think of what it was, like just, yeah, essentially an unused railway station. Um, And now there's, yeah, the goods shed, And it's almost like all this stuff was, it feels like it was built around here, like, yeah, so this was the, yeah, like you said, the early adopter and now they've got the, the grass area out there, the whole oh. markets When we come to Wodonga, Sundays. this is the centre of our world Yeah, so. I, I don't My parents live in Wodonga and I think I come to Wodonga for this more than I come to see them, so but
2: Think or no? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah Well, you, you can tell me yeah, that yeah. It, yeah. But
3: one, one thing as well that we've always talked about, and we've, we've got our own ideas, but the name where does the name come from and what exactly does it mean it's
2: quite boring actually zach it's um literally the name of the building yeah so with every good railway precinct there's the passenger station and the goods station or whatever you want to call it good shed so all the oldies um used to come in but not so much anymore. They're getting pretty old i think um, <laughs> and used to stories of picking up their parcel literally off the platform just outside this building so oh, this wow. is where the goods trains come in They, you know load off to the telangita line and take all the freight and, yeah so literally we went round and round on brand logo name and we decided to say true and simple and sometimes that is you know is uh better than not yeah but, you know I've, I've, i definitely am a believer of especially your logo or engine name you just you've got to grow into it it's never going to feel yeah. Right. Absolutely. Initially, yeah. probably you guys went through the same with your border barrels, <laughs> just like oh, uh, you know, and you try and be funny, and then you go, "That wasn't really funny," and you're, let's just, you know, let's just bring it back and keep <laughs> it simple. So yeah, and it thought you know we're, we're selling goods, it just felt like it made sense. So. Well, that was my mm.
0: thing. It's like my guess was, well, it's a shed and it's got the goods, yeah. so <laughs> kind of names itself. But it's funny yeah. you say with the names, it, it, it's so true, like until you, you've got to grow into that name. Like, I know, like, Zach over there. We know him as Zach, but if all of a sudden he came in, he's like, oh, my name's Trevor, you'd be like, nah, it feels
1: weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. I'm
4: going to try that now. Yeah, you're just, just <laughs> try I'm Trevor. See if, you, uh. see if you can jump into another name. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, um, we're here for a very special event tonight. Do you want yes. to tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to make an assumption that you guys love Akasha as much as we do, but definitely one of our... Our staff favourites here, and You know, we have you know stronger relationships with some breweries over others. Probably, to be honest, based on what they produce, and yep. you know, you know, that's what makes you love them. So you know, really good mix of solid cool beers, you know, but release really awesome limiteds, and you know, you know, you know, really killing cool the IPA scene as well. So yeah, um, yeah, we've been trying to have this event for two years, and yeah, wow, can, can you imagine what kind <laughs> of road in the last two years? Yeah. Um, Let's not mention the dirty name. Uh, but <laughs> here we are. We finally got off the ground, um, got Larry up, great bloke, um, which I hopefully can talk to a bit later. He's um, a yeah, really awesome sales rep and, you know, really, you know, helps us, you know, sell good beer. And it's, and it's it's a really tough job sometimes when, yeah, you know, your own, all you're trying to do is put a really nice beer in people's hands. And, yeah, you know, you, you guys you know, don't have to sell that story to you guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Um, it's pretty cool what, you know, what the Australian landscape's done in, since we've opened. We've been open yep. six, six years now. Absolutely. And, yeah, like, what's changed in those six years has been extraordinary. You know, yep. not only us but the landscape itself. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, yeah. yeah, as sort of Hutto mentioned before, early adopters and that sort of thing, um, mm. yeah, you guys were sort of doing it before everyone else was doing it, one would argue, and I think in the past, uh, you know, in that six years, yeah, it's absolutely blown up. But it's because of places like this that it does, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely, it's it's awesome, it's fantastic, but it's a great event, um, absolutely. And done a few of them, and this is uh, the first one that we've uh, we've covered live. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's Simon Isles, Barrels. <laughs> that's it. But it's it's got a great vibe, and um, yeah, hopefully can continue. Now we've asked you a bunch of questions not saying it would have questions for us but is yeah. there anything that we haven't covered or any message you want to get out there for uh for the listeners and uh people watching on youtube
2: um oh well, that's a bit, that's probably a stumper isn't there that one. Oh. um i was just gonna ask you guys a question oh yeah absolutely. You can, of course um, you can yeah how did you guys get into craft beer and you know yeah lo- all locals and if you are that's you know a tougher part you know when you're regional and you don't get as much access to this sort of stuff so how did you guys get into craft beer Lead us off, Zach. You love talking. Give it a go. <laughs> um,
3: I was lucky I had a mate that worked in the kitchen of Bridge Road in Beechworth, um, who, funnily enough, is now only a VB drinker and <laughs> tries to give me crap all the time about how he got me into craft beer. Um, and that's sort of true. But I can remember, I think I was about 23, and we went down to um, Mrs. Palmer's in Melbourne, um, who I just found out is closing, unfortunately, but um, after 16 years but um, we ended up meeting up with Ben Krause um, uh, while we were there because uh, my mate obviously worked at Beachworth and knew him and he was in town. And we spent a night on the Beechworth Pales and introduced me to Hargreaves Hill um, as well. Um, and we flew out the next day to the Gold Coast for a week. And when I got back, all I could tell people was, oh, the first night in Melbourne was great. Like having these beers. Like, it was fantastic. And i had, like, a fat yak before. And at the time, like, it was the strangest thing I'd ever tasted and it was fine, but I was... Like, how do people drink much of this? And then after that, I was like, oh, okay. And um, my mate would bring me new Beechworth beers when... Uh, bridge Bridgeway beers when they got them. And um, one thing led to another and then you just... That sort of opens Pandora's box and then <laughs> you try and get to as many places as you can. So, yeah, that was, that was my story. Mine, Mine's
0: pretty generic, I think. It was... Um, well, actually being the younger of the three I reckon I kind of just fell into it like the the start of the craft beer scene was it was happening kind of as I started drinking so um started drinking makes it sound like (laughs) that's all I do um but like oh when I when I was going when when I was going into a bottle shop and I've I'm, I'm still now when I buy beers it's like oh that's a cool design and so, like, I just kind of went in, and it's the same, like, the it, like the first kind of craft beer uh, at the time, it was like, oh, yeah, fat yak, like stone and wood, how good. And now it, it's, like, developed into, like, oh, I'm not drinking that unless it's a double oak cream IPA, and, like, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, it's that just, and it, it's so funny, I think we can all four of us kind of... Like, you start and it's just like, oh, yeah, new carls and all this kind of stuff. And then you're like, a craft beer to me back then was a stone and wood Pacifica. Whereas now, like, yeah, it's crazy what it's become. But, yeah, pretty generic for me, I think. It's just saw a beer, liked it, tasted good. And then I was like, oh, sweet. Because I don't like, yeah, I remember, like, when you're like... Early, like your dad would let you sip a beer and it's like, this is horrible. (laughs) And then you get old enough and it's like, I reckon I could probably deal with it. And then all of a sudden these like really cool beers are coming out. It's like, okay, this is, I get it. What will our kids think of our beers? Oh, absolutely. It'll, it'll be like swings and roundabouts, though. It'll get to like when our kids are 18 and like Carlton will be back yeah. or something. Like, they'll, they'll craft it. Yeah, because yeah, like vinyls all of a sudden are
1: like you can't find them anywhere. It's like all the mainstream beers will be unheard of. And uh, as for me, funnily enough, you're involved in this story. The Good Shed is involved in this story and you can concur with this. Absolutely. So I think my first dabble was. It was Australia Day. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. I'll get I'll get something. You normally get a carton or something and drink half. By the end of them, there's just half-drunken bottles around because you just start opening them after a while. And I had about 12 Stone and Woods. And boy, oh boy, was I sick. And I learned <laughs> that you don't drink craft beer like that. But anyway, where you come into it, I reckon one of the first times that I remember was sitting over there on Australia Day. Yep. And I was with, I think, you guys. And there was like the, the mystery bucket and there was a glistening um, silver bullet in there. It was in the cash lager. Yeah. And no word of a lie, I was like, geez, this, is, this isn't bad. It's pretty tasty. And I think the other one might have been the Hopsmith IPA in there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so from that mystery bucket came my love of it. And now I've just had severe FOMO any new releases uh, yeah. like i've had a bunch from these got any new releases or we come over here and it's like oh, i'll grab one for a takeaway well it's going to be six you yeah. know that emma, fridge i'll tell you what you can't get away from it. yeah bro, someone but, emma comes out and she's like oh we've got these six and it's like oh, i guess i'm buying them all she does an excellent <laughs> job but yeah that's that's she, where well, that's, she knows her market she does <laughs> no but that's that's where that's where the love uh, came for me but these boys introduced me to it and now it's yeah, it's tough to get out of. It's so tasty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is, yeah. for, for yeah. yourself, where, where, yeah. like, <clears throat> when you were buying beers,
0: even before Good Shed, but even when Good Shed first started, how do you know about breweries to get in here? And
2: yeah, I suppose from that. You know, I did have to a fair bit of travel with corporate mm-hmm. Britain, always looking for you know nice places. You know, just different food, different anything. So I suppose. I, th- I think you just go in your nature, just wanting to try something new and experience new flavors. Is you know you either have that in your nature or you don't. And you know, and we we still get a lot of people coming here, and all they want is a northern or a draft. Um, and you know, we make sure we can cater that. We've got a nice approachable end as well. Um, but it, yeah, you know, for the people who just want to try new things, I think that's where the mark, you know where it's really come a long way the landscape as well is, you know, everyone's gotten onto that, so everyone's up their rotational, you know, they're really trying to do more in that space and just, let, yeah, let people experience new things, you know, life's life short and all that, and, yeah, let's let's yeah, enjoy new things. So I, I, I'd even, I'll admit to not being massive on IPAs even when we opened, like, you know, they were pretty big to my taste buds. Yep. Um, you know, I'd have a little bit... And then go, oh, it's hard to drive after having an IPA or two <laughs> as well. Um, and, you know, so my go-tos, go-to is still Canada Bay XBA, You know, it's 4.2%, easy going, but, you know, I can have one or two and then, you know, still be able to get home, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, when tonight, I'm sure I'll have a double hazy mosaic and <laughs> and, and, be, and be in heaven, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, yeah, so for me, it's, you know, it's a big, I think, and that's one thing that's interesting. Like, no one that will listen to this will be a car draft drinker probably, But it's you know it's interesting that you know people just have this stick. Some people have this stigma that craft beer can't be a normal person's beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can't really put those inverted commas onto a podcast. But um, whereas you know, like yeah, it's just about variety and being able to you know find something for everyone, and that's what we're really trying to do. I mean, open people up to just something new even if it is still just a nice lager
0: but yeah so Mm. it's it's very like you say with the it's similar to food in that regard like when you go out for dinner like I always laugh at my wife because it's like I'll get the palm it's like do you want to like we're at we're at a different venue do you want to get something different
3: (laughs) we're in Victoria right now you meant to say palm sorry
0: (laughs) sorry Um, but yeah it's uh, like I can't remember the last time that I'd had a beer like a craft beer twice like and that's like you said. That's like my journey is like just tasting everything because like they're so different. And, like you said, like you get like we've had a lot of beers that we could be like, oh, this is very Carlton Draft or Northern. Like there's yeah, I don't like I I love hearing people when they go they try something that we think similar to a Northern. They're like, ah, no.
3: And they used to about not trying things twice we have all tried the uh, double hazy hazy ipa already uh in the last two weeks and we're very excited that it was going to be here on tap to have it again because it's fantastic yes um but huddo was just mentioning about food and just a fun little question because we've we've seen mates try it many times and fail miserably can you eat the hottest el diablo which is one of the fine pizzas at this establishment
2: there, I think one, maybe two people have done it, but I was very angry at the kitchen. <laughs> I never get angry at the kitchen, but I was angry at the kitchen when an El Diablo got finished because I, I think the uh, the batch of chilies had yeah toned down oh. too much to let them get through it, and I was very unhappy. Um, we've seen so many catastrophic failures um, to the point where we've had to put a waiver on it, which I'm sure you know, yeah. and that has. Like, it's not a legitimate legal thing, but it's it's probably mostly to just make the customer wake up and just... Because it's mainly the blokes. They get all macho. And, and we had this guy, and he, he rubbed it in his eye. He went to the I toilets, to the toilet. come back. Oh, <laughs> <and he, laughs> no. He literally... We had to catch him. He, f- like, passed out. yeah He yeah. literally was going to bang his head on the step. Wow. Yeah, so... Like, it yeah, bet everyone just... Thinking, ah, yeah, she'll be right. So, just making sure everyone takes it seriously. And there is some people who can can get close, but it's mainly fun, you know, a bunch of blokes laughing at their mate who tried and failed miserably. Yeah, yeah. No. I can't even, um, if I smell it when I'm taking it out, it does me. Like, I'm, and I handle medium. Yeah, feet. yeah. Have you guys had a crack?
0: Oh, uh, mo- I'm, I'm like the, the very base level, and I get halfway through yeah. and I'm like sweating. Yeah, that's like yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We actually, one night, did have. All five people at a table all sort of give it a go, and yep. there was a range from one of the boys like you it couldn't actually be near his face, yep. um, and then it ranged to probably um, maybe a little better than maybe a little better than New Hudson, no, you're maybe definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I could get through, and it was like incredibly hot. Um, and then I got one mate who was sweating, but it was like, "I'm fine." Another mate whose eyes bulged out of his head, <laughs> um, and he couldn't speak for a little while. So yeah, that was good. That and was just f-
2: all having one piece each, or yeah, yeah, or it
3: was all giving yeah, it a go. Yeah, um, yeah. That was actually my, that was my yeah. engagement um, yeah. Yeah. party, which we had here because what a um, had to have that here, of course. And <laughs> yeah. we're upstairs as one of the boys just yeah, and um, everyone caught on and thought that yeah, was yeah. definitely yeah, definitely that's very. That's very what
2: funny. we you know. We've kept it because it's you know it's you know you know we we're you know be as serious as you want, but it's about having a bit of fun, just like you know what you guys are doing with this podcast. You know, enjoying. Life and everything about it and having a bit of fun and that's what that 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 pizza will probably never come off because of that. Yeah. Um but yeah it's good fun to see people yeah, hurting from it for sure. Yeah. yeah it is. It is.
1: And I do I do remember that and no, I decided to stay out of it and I think I made a good decision. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That Maybe tonight. Yeah, well it could be tonight, oh, could bon- be the night. Little bonus segment on the pod, Simo trying his first double DR boy, how good. Well I know anything hot I start hiccuping. I don't know if that's a common reaction, but I know, it, I know if something's hot, like I'll taste a hot sauce, I'll start hiccuping. So my brain's just like, no. Nope. So I wouldn't Smart. say I'd be able to handle it. Smart brain. Yeah, well, that's the first time anyone said that in, in reference to me, Dan. So thank you very much.
2: Anything more before we uh, wrap up there? No, just, yeah, thank you for the support, guys. And, yeah, and, and making, yeah, helping this place to be, yeah, the place it is. So. Yeah, that's
1: a go. Well, For any of those guys that want to look into The Good Shed, uh, The Good Shed on Instagram, also on Facebook. Um, It's over here at beautiful Junction Square in Wodonga. And it has the goods. Absolutely. <laughs> we're trying to coin a phrase. We're, we're trying to. I was really interested in, in the uh, origin story, but because we just, yeah, as Hudson said, we just thought it was a shed and it had the goods. But yeah. um, yeah, that I probably was, didn't even
2: just elaborate. The trains came through here. Did you yeah. pick up on that? Oh, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That, you know, the big slider. Oh, like these? Yeah, on the right. And it got yeah, loaded two, here. There literally sort of was a. Uh, one train line and a big loading dock yeah off the side here. yeah nice. it all
1: makes sense that, I, mm. honestly I've, I've learned a lot here tonight yeah. that's it's fantastic all clicking for you no it is all mm. clicking no it's fantastic thanks for your time Dan I know no, you're absolutely. a busy man thanks, and I know, I know you're going to have a busy night ahead there's plenty of people in already so yeah thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us no worries thank you good on you thank you thanks Basil we're back. I'm not too sure how smooth that edit will be, but there was a slight Probably panic. terrible. Yeah, there was a <laughs> slight panic because... Uh, how do I throw the
3: headphones off and stood up? He was Yes, I he was did. worried. Yes. I was flat out worried.
1: And I'll tell you why he was worried, because we just had an excellent uh, little sit-down with Dan from the Good Shed, and I learnt so much, and I'm even more about this place. It's absolutely bloody awesome, so thanks I'm not fucking Dan. leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were lucky enough to just try... We, Grazi's got a bit of a tasting paddle. We tried the, the first two. Um, and Hutto, help me out with the names. Uh, the first, well, the, the first one, hopefully, that you went through first, uh, the
0: Lime Zest goes. Yes, or, and I can tell you. Would you
1: say goes Goze? Well, I'm not oh, too Gose sure. Goze makes it sound real we fancy, though. Ask, we'll ask Larry. We'll ask and we'll find this out, but all I can tell you is it's uh, Lime Zest gone. Yeah, it, is, it was uh, bloody good. Completely empty. So I just wanted
0: to quickly mention Zach's um, tasting paddle looks a bit like it's made by
3: Skittles. Taste the Rainbow. Because
1: yeah. there's a lot going oh, on. Oh, there is a lot going on. Look at the colours. It's amazing.
3: So act I'm just trying to think these three combinations of color. I always think this is this we were a footy podcast. I see a different array of that's Colour c- That's probably right, And I think, yeah. well, I think, like, could that be a footy team? And you're actually probably right. It's pretty close to Adelaide.
0: Well, the, um, the, 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 it's a bit darker than a navy blue, but it's as close as we're going to get. And for anyone
3: yeah. uh, only listening to this, we've actually got a, a hazy IPA, a berry sour and an imperial stout, which is why we've got the three uh, three colours in the race. Yes. It's three why 50s. we've got
1: the three Three fantastic but, um, beer. Yes.
3: The Citrus goes or goes a, which we will find out. Um, L-
0: yeah, the Lime. Lime. Sorry, let me read off my book.
1: Oh, yeah. The booklet of notes. Okay, you go first.
0: I, I just wanted to, like, we'll, I'll give you a quick rundown on the beer, and then we'll discuss it. Yeah. Done. Um, so Lime Zest Goes by Akasha. Akasha, still don't know. Dan did mention after we finished recording that he
3: goes with Akasha, but he's not 100% sure, so... We're still I like how you threw goes in there at the same time. Uh, he goes with the cash We, we yeah. don't know either. Yeah, um, it, it's
0: it's it's one of those mysteries that we may never know. No, right? we will. We'll find yeah, out. We'll no, find out. The Akasha out. boys might just be like. We're not sure either. Don't know. We we'll nope. just go with it. Um, but yeah, so the lime zest goes 4.5%. Do me to read the beer blurb that sure. given me? Sure, yeah, I love a blurb. Righto. I don't know if this is on the can, but it's even better. Uh, you haven't experienced fresh until you've experienced lime zest. We hand-peeled hundreds of limes to create a tart goes powered by the freshest fruit possible for a super citrusy zing with a slightly salty margarita-like finish. You can thank us later. Yeah, well, I will be thanking Uh, them later
3: because it was delicious, and we will thank you. you.
0: I did a bit of research on uh, this beer, and I actually it's Persian limes, which is the most common lime. Okay, um, which I didn't know. I didn't know that, Um, and it's much much better than a kaffir lime. That's all I know based on taste. Because another place uh, I won't mention them, but they do um, they have kaffir lime in their drink and. Poor choice of lime. But is that yeah. is that
3: a personal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Per- I'm not saying it's a bad drink uh, by any means. I'm just saying for me, we're like preferring this. I'm a yep. Persian lime kind of guy.
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying them limes bad. I feel
3: like I knew that about you somehow. You just you <laughs> give you off just, the vibe that you're a Persian lime sort
1: of guy. Yeah, yeah. you can tell. You can. He just looks. He's got that Persian and lime look. <laughs> so I'm gonna put a bet. It's either goes or goes up. Goza. I don't think it's Gozay. No, it's no, definitely it not Gozay. No,
3: Gozay is the most fun one to actually say. I just no. like Gozay because it
0: makes it sound like, 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 we're, Like you know, wine drinkers. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm having a Gozay. Yes. My line Gozay. Now listen, Sorry, for all
1: those wine drinkers out there, look, we're going to come see you as well because we're, we're going to make some trips out to Rutherglen and, and all that coming up soon. Are we? Uh, well, look, I'm we'll teasing I'll, something. Yeah, might I, be teasing something.
0: I'm actually like you, you said. I think this was in the intro that you were real keen on getting this, like we're doing beer tonight. We're keen on doing wine. We're keen on doing whiskey. I can't wait for the whiskey one because, as we know, Simo struggles.
1: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be driving.
0: I
3: know exactly what will happen after listening to an old podcast of ours he will wake up at 10pm at his place of business using a toilet roll as a pillow <laughs> yes
1: well that's what happened that's, I'm worried about the uh, the last in the uh, line up there because yeah, it's got the, Jim Beam in the, the name Jack Daniels oh Jack Daniels no I might be <gasps> fine that's alright I'll be clear I thought it, uh, I was oh huddo you right, buddy Right. 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 All right. right. The, it wouldn't in be it. a Border Barrels
0: podcast uh, or beer cast without a bodily function well then. that's true um, now lime zest goes what are we thinking what are our thoughts? Like we've all got through it, as you can see, the back of Simo in, in the video, you can see the back of Simo's head putting a Nas XPA into his mouth, so he's obviously gotten through
1: it. Yep, it was delicious. I wish I mowed a lawn beforehand because it would be absolutely delectable after that. Just very refreshing. I I thought it was fantastic. It's one of the tastier ones I've had. It's yep. full flavored as well. So some of them can be a little bit, like a little bit light, a little bit not much going on. But I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, Zach. Quite. Would tart be a correct sort of uh, yeah. explanation for yeah. that
3: because I find when something is tart we mentioned this with other stronger beers one and done now I would have one of this and no more but not because I didn't like it. It was absolutely delicious. You don't need more than one. Absolutely. That, that flavour is actually so strong and so delicious that trying to have more would probably spoil it. Um, but if I go on untapped, rating it against the other gooses that I've had is probably around a 4, 4.25, easily.
0: Yeah. The, the, the one thing I wanted to add to that, though, you say it was tart. It, it's interesting because I would say it's... It kind of fits in that situation where it's very tart, but it's also not tart because I thought it was going to be more tart. I <laughs> said tart a lot here, but you know it's what I mean. It's not hard to do. When when I read it, lime zest goes. I was like, ooh, she's going to be bitter, like very. It's going to attack my taste buds. Yeah, and it didn't do that. It was but it, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. It, it had the perfect tartness. Um, Yeah, really, really nice beer, and um, yeah, I will, I will go out on a limb and say when I read the name, I was hesitant. It's it's not my favorite style, but that one is a great. It's it's a perfect example of exponent of the style. Yeah,
3: interestingly, you guys uh, picked it first, not buying the tasting paddle on the tasting paddle. It's second. After the XBA, yes. First is the oh, XPA, which we've we will done now it in it the wrong, which well is okay. Well but we will up. now transition to the NAS. Do you know why
0: it's first and why the NAS is first? For the people that don't know beers, uh, like we don't know beers, this would be my assumption. Would be you would start with the lightest and work your way up. Yes, but yeah. See, we made
1: a mistake. Thank you. Then you would do <laughs> Our the garlic breads arrived. How good. Hope you can't smell my breath over this Spotify podcast. Um,
0: Yeah, we should have definitely had the go second because it would have been a perfect palate cleanser for the next few beers. But, alas, we have had it first. I've got Um, a little bit
3: left. I've got a little bit (laughs)
0: left. Now now we're here, uh, the Nas XPA. So we mentioned this in the intro, um, done with Reckless Brewing
3: um, and Nas Campanella from Triple J. Yep. Did, did um, we mention, though, that... Um, I'm not sure if we did, and the reason why they've brewed this beer is International Women's Day... I'm not sure we did, but we can mention it again. Um, and yeah, we, sh- yeah, and yeah. we should mention that because if we made out of the beginning like we, we're not just amazed by what she does. We, we're in awe of what she does. Absolutely. You know? And I think they are too, which is why they've brewed this beer in her honour and yeah. with her. Uh, and, yeah. It,
1: yeah.
0: So I've done a little bit of Instagram stalking <laughs> yep. um, uh, as one would. So um, she actually put it up on her, her Instagram as well. So um, her... Not her most recent post, but the post before she's put up the, the beer can uh, and the information on it, as we've just got some chips brought to us as well. Um, so on the can, which is really cool, um, there's actually Braille on the can saying NAS XPA.
1: Aww. Awesome. What a, that, what a good touch. That is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And That's I, one for yeah, the can wall. Yeah, yeah yep, that, that absolutely. is.
0: And the colours on the can might seem like it's a pretty cool can design. Now, I don't have one here to show you insert
1: can here yes. I won't do that that'd be amazing if yeah you could. I'm not going to do that um,
0: but for people that want to research it uh, it's deliberate the colours are there to help uh, what do I write people with low vision yeah so it's a, it's a there is a point to the can art which yep. is really cool yeah
1: it's awesome. um,
0: but yeah I just wanted uh, in the intro I had no idea what Naz did I kind of guessed yep she is the ABC's Disability Affairs Officer yeah right cool. and yeah, you, if she's listening, congratulations, because she's just had uh, a son. Oh, oh, oh good on Naz. Um, and her Instagram uh, handle says, Proud mum, lover of yoga, supporting people with disabilities to tell their own stories, which just adds to our feeling of awe towards her.
3: Well, hang on, what was her, what was her baby's name? I'm going to do a shout-out to... Well,
0: I didn't want to, because it's her kind of... I I'll let you do that. Uh,
3: yeah, everyone oh no, can do their own
0: research. It it. it it is on there, but it's like you, I just the name goes with the baby's face. That's you know, Lil you Na- want to look Nas. at the, little, yeah, that's that's little it. It. Nas. Little Nas. Yeah, little good. Nas. Little
1: Yeah, yeah, good, perfect.
0: But yeah, that's um. So that's a little bit of backstory on the Nas XPA. Four point two percent easy drinking XPA with notes of tropical fruit and stone fruit. Yep. I would agree. Delicious. So yes, I'm about yes, to have yes. my second sip, cheers. which is definitely the most flavorful sip.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah oh, it's yeah. good. Well, I reckon we mm. we cheers these drinks. Cheers to Naz.
0: And we transition on. Cheers to Reckless. Cheers
3: to yeah. Akasha. Akasha. And Lil Nas X. And <laughs>
1: cheers to me knowing how to uh, make this transition into the next segment. Um, which is us eating garlic bread. press yes. one of these. Oh,
3: that
0: one? Whichever. Oh, not that one.
3: Oh, not that one. <laughs> this one.
4: Ha <laughs>
2: Thanks, Basil. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one.
1: All right. Border Barrel's beer cast is back. Sorry, oh, Grazie. Yeah, we're back. I no, we were I just back. I just jumped straight into it. Yeah. I thought we'd better Thank get you. over it. Um, get into it because... Um, Fair bit of work needs to be done here. We're just uh, we're taking Larry away from his uh, from his job. So. This is
4: this is some pretty stuff, hard stuff. I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. Beers and having shit bent up.
1: Nah, what a job. So <laughs> I just wanted to welcome you on behalf of the podcast, and it's an awesome, awesome event that we've got down here at the Good Shed. Now. We've heard two pronunciations. We need to we need yes. to get it out there. Mm-hmm. We say Akasha. Yep. Are we correct? Yes. Yes. Akasha. Excellent. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, we'll can be, ha-
4: it can be a bit tricky. There's a few different pronunciations that I've heard, but Akasha is is the one. Yeah. Sweet. So,
1: um, boy Akasha.
4: We're gonna have to <laughs> tell
0: Dan that he's wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I just wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure. No, but yeah, I'd like to like to welcome you on behalf of the boys. Um, Thanks, guys. And, and sorta of sit down here. We've got a few tasters. We'll probably ask you a few questions and run through a few of those if I can get Sounds my words like a plan, out. Yeah. Excellent, good stuff. Um oh, just before you get into it, I'd
0: uh, Corbett. This is the Corbett yeah. Yeah. Your your pick of the bunch
4: oh it's so hard to pick one I mean you've got two beers here that aren't going to poured anywhere else like it's hard to go over those for a Corbin but I think just for, at this point in the night a Corbin is a good choice you know? awesome yeah nice
3: we've been drinking the Corbin for a, like a while yeah and Dan confirmed something for us earlier yeah um, one Of the first movies I can remember seeing at the cinema, my dad took me to see The Fifth Element, yep. And I thought, I reckon that's got to be the link somehow, and yep. I believe that it is.
4: You are right, yeah, yeah. So it, it did actually used to be called uh, the Corbin D double IPA. Um, and you know, if you go back a ways to when the brewery was sort of founded, uh, we had a different look about the brewery, and we were, and um. I guess it was, the beers were kind of element themed and the old logo kind of reflected that. So, we had the four different elements of the beer. There was the fire, which was the fire within amber ale, the water, which is the freshwater pale ale, um, the earth, which is the Smith, and the wind, which is our trade wind lager. Um, and then as a bit of a play on that, we also brought in the the Corbin D reference to the movie The Fifth Element, double IPA. So um, yeah, a bit of interplay there. but we've you know come a long way since then and it's, it's, a, it's a long explanation that's a pretty niche reference as well so we kind of like <laughs> drop the extra D and just it's now the Corbin just the Corbin double IPA
3: for anyone that hasn't seen it it's still it's a sci-fi classic I'm not even a sci-fi fan but it, you have to see it absolute banger of a movie absolute yeah. I haven't movie. seen it so I
0: will I'll be going Bruce straight to watch hair. it Bruce Willis with hair Oh, oh, see, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: Village <Jovovich>. sick outfits, <laughs> yeah.
4: great like sci-fi, multi <laughs> exactly. Perfect.
1: Well, as well, just one thing I need to mention before the uh, before the microphone tips over um, is I we're talking about we're talking with Dan about our first sort of craft beer experiences. Um, I remember when I had my first craft beer. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, I, I, part of it I did mention was here and it was a mystery bucket and it was an Akasha lager. Oh yeah, and cool. And it was bloody delicious.
4: That would have been probably a trade wind, I would say.
1: Yeah, and then the, and then the second one, um, I think it was the Hopsmith at that stage. It was on Australia Day, and the sun was coming through the, the window there, and it was bloody delicious, so... That's
4: great to hear, yeah. yeah. that's uh, the tra- Actually, Trade is probably one of my favourite beers that we do. Yeah, um, We don't do it in cans anymore, but it is always available in draft. Yep. Um, and funny story, Dave, our, our founder and owner, he always said he would never make a lager. He just would never make a lager. His, yep. his whole thing was hops, American beers, IPA, yep. that kind of stuff. And then, I think... A little while after the brewery decided, that, well, I should probably try and make a lager. Did it. And Tradewind was an, was an absolutely awesome beer. Like, just a bit of a new new world kind of lager. Has some galaxy in there, but nice and clean. Very dry. Um, I, I love that beer. I could drink yeah. it all day, which is, you know, I guess the point of the beer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not perfect. Now, you mentioned, uh, like, the you know, American-style beers and yeah. stuff. So I was... Yeah did a very, like, we're, we're not known for our research, um, <laughs> yep. but I, I, I read that uh, Dan, what sorry, not Dan, Dan the founder? Dave. Dave, Dave Dan. Yeah. So close. Close, close. <laughs> Um Dave, uh, he started Akasha. In his tra- like from his travels to America is that
4: yeah yeah so Dave used to in a past life before he was involved in beer used to do a lot of travel to the states uh, and you know just fell in love with all the beer over there which I think is probably a pretty common story because it's such an amazing beer scene there with you know and we're talking about probably um, 10 to 15 to 20 years ago when it was you know what we have in Australia is not even like what it is now It's so different Absolutely, yeah uh, and probably got exposed to all this amazing kind of stuff and decided oh, I want to bring this you know back home and do our own thing so um yeah definitely definitely a huge influence from him for him from the states just from a lot of travel there and i think people who you know, you know listening to yours who, who go to the states a bit or have been can attest that you know there's some amazing IPAs there they just you know uh, yeah quite different to what we get here which is um yeah yeah they're great yep yeah awesome um
3: you mentioned the lager not being in cans yep. anymore can um, art's oh, a huge selling point now oh, As yeah. I'm sure a lot of breweries understand And like Hudson and I Have been known to collect a few no Over doubt. time yeah, I've got yeah. a Got a few yeah, of the Akash yeah, ones. Yep, definitely um, And I, I love the aesthetic as well And a lot of your guys stuff It's fantastic oh, awesome. But um, Do you guys have like just Someone in house That's also good At graphic design Or does that get outsourced To someone else With just a brief Or
4: it, So it gets outsourced To someone who Has a brief They um, This is a Like a Dedicated Design company Um, And they they have so there's two guys. There's one one of them is the designer and illustrator, and and the other guy is kind of like the brand and copy guy. And I think these guys work together to to, to develop what a look, the aesthetic will be for a can, as well as what the brief or what the I guess the inspiration behind a beer and 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 a name will be. So yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no one probably in-house who's, who's quite talented enough to be able to do the kind of stuff that these guys do. But, um, yeah, definitely has to, has to go out to make sure it looks as good as possible. <laughs> when
0: you're brewing a beer, do you ha- like do you have in mind what the can kind of will look like? When, when you're brewing it, is it like we're going to let the beer speak for itself or are you like we're going to put a lot into this can design and it's going to be the number one selling factor or like... Um, where, where do you put your weight in the in the can design process as for well as the brewing?
4: Uh, for us, the, the beer always is is the most important thing. Um, there's probably always like ideas that come up, you know, maybe during the brewing process that can give you know the brewers or anyone else in the brewery an idea of what they want to call the beer or what, where that direction might lead. Um, but we, I, I wouldn't say we've ever probably brewed a beer that has where the first step has been the name or the can or, okay. or whatever. It's always been the beer itself and then we try and work around that beer. And awesome. um, like say for example, some of the candidates here you guys, we've got a, a beer called um, Electric Boots and Mohair Suits. Yep, That's a lyric from um, Benning the Jets, which is an Elton John song. And that's sort of Tunes. on there because yeah, it's a, it's a great tune, yeah. but like one of our brewer's favorites and that, that song's often playing in the brewery. So like that was purely just Look, this is the the beer is an oat cream IPA, so what we're putting into it's this is what it's gonna taste like and look like. And then we're like, alright, what do we call it? Um, rather than trying to call it something like like a pan on oat cream or whatever, we we're just like, Well, the brewers love this song. It's always playing the brewery, let's let's then up this song. So cool. um, but then, you know, like these two beers, um, the Imperial Stout and the Imperial Berry Sour, like they're just the beer again. The beer is the absolute star of that show. So the the name the beer is just called Imperial. What it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have a cool, fancy, marketable name. Does it, yeah, doesn't yeah. need it. No, and that those are in such made in such small quantities that it doesn't need to be sold at wholesale in big volumes. It's just like these are these will be sold out within you know hours or days. So it's like well. Yeah, the beer is what the beer is the star here.
0: So we read with with these two in particular that they get canned, sold at the tap room exclusively. except yep. For here tonight. Yep. When you when you can them and sell them at the tap room, is that just in a basic silver can, or do you guys do some kind of, or is it just written on there? Imperial uh, Berry Sour.
4: It's no. So it's a it's a bit of a different look to our project cans. So like the Akasha project cans do have some, I guess more, um, I guess you call it more artistic artwork. Yep. These get put into cans that are just uh, plain silver cans with a, with a printed label over the top. And the label, um, for the, say for the stout, is kind of just like mostly black with a bit of texturing on it and the very sour label is like red with some waves. Cool. Um, so okay. it's not, no, probably not as artistic or like illustrative as some of the other beers are, but um, yeah, a different look again because these beers are from what we call our snitcher series. Okay. So there's, again, like a different a different look of those beers as compared to our, our core range and then as compared to our Akash Project beers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome.
1: And I suppose you're talking about some really good beers there. Um, how do you, like at a business level, at a sales level, how do you decide whether that's been a successful beer? Is it just purely sales numbers or is it more untapped
4: ratings? Oh, it's do they un- come into it or...? Untapped, I think, is... Is it is a fraught one? You don't want to you don't want to start looking too much into untapped rating. Look yep. it's, a, it's a nice bit of a bit of a guide into what the wider market might be thinking about yep. it. But most of our I think most of our um, feedback on a beer comes from our. A our wholesale customers, so our bottle shops, our pubs that we work with, yep. and then from direct from consumers as well, and, and we'll hear a lot from them um, from the tap room, but also you know passed on uh, in terms of what they think. But then, yeah, great. Then you can also look into you know, how fast it be will sell out, yep. um, mm-hmm. what demand is like for a pre order, that kind of thing. So yeah, there's yeah. a few different things that, that feed into it. Yeah, um, yeah, to give you kind of a good overall picture, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, interesting. It's it's cool about the that you've got the the tap room facility. Yeah, because you're like, look. It's it's a Sunday. You get up. You're not working, but you're like, look, I might just bloody brew something here. Let's try this out, and you can always try it out in the tap room and see how it goes. I suppose.
4: Absolutely, yeah. So that's 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 a fun thing about the tap room is, you know, we've got all of our core core range beers on there. We've got our most recent beers on there. We've also got stuff from our like very small pilot kit that's on tap there, or beers that you wouldn't find in cans elsewhere or on tap elsewhere. So um, yeah, it's always definitely worth getting down there to find some stuff that you know might surprise you that you might not expect from us, things that we're just kind of playing playing with to see, you know, A, to, I guess, work on the process of making that beer, but also to see what the response is like from the, from the consumers as well. Yeah, awesome. Cool.
0: Now, I think we, while we were going through all the beers and everything, we skipped over the f- fact, Larry, what... Do you do? Oh. What's your, <laughs> yeah. we, we never really. I don't think we got into what we're Larry does. Yeah, we were just straight <laughs> we're into beers. Too the beer. excited. We're,
4: we're just, all these delicious beers in front of us, so like look, give us a It's easy to skip over that. Because that's not, that's not important at all compared to the beers. But I'm just I'm a sales guy, so I'm a Victorian sales rep. Yep. So I look after uh, yeah selling all of our beers in in and around Victoria, and Melbourne, um, both on and off premise. So on premise being bars, pubs. Um, anywhere that you will drink it out of the glass, off-premise being bottle shops, takeaways, that kind of thing.
0: Cool. And did you come like? Did you become the sales rep within Akasha or that was you were external
4: and you were like, that's cool? Yeah, yeah. So I was external. I spent uh, probably the best part of you know, almost 10 years working um, across hospo, uh, bottle shop retail, and you know wanted to change. I had always loved Akasha's beers um, beforehand. I was always a big fan, um, and they were probably actually. I think probably a big part of me getting into craft beer in the first place was some of the first beers that I had that were, you know, that was really sort of more pointy end independent crafty beers that I had that really like opened my eyes to what was out there were, were Akasha beers. Um, so I think, you know, the, the business had expanded to a point where they were looking for a dedicated Victorian salesperson. Ad went up, I saw it, um, you know, I thought I'd love to do this, this would be great, you know, what an amazing job it would be. Um, Yeah, threw my hat in the ring and was lucky enough to get it, and you know it's been yeah three and a half years now, so it's been a little while. Yeah, it's it's been great. Um,
3: Now, interesting, you know, like it's a very competitive craft beer market now, especially in a place like Melbourne. For sure. Um, How do you find? Because obviously being based in Sydney, how is it when you do go around to places in Melbourne? Generally, the I would think the brand recognition is quite strong. Um, but do, do you find a lot of places, like most places should have obviously heard of you, but a place is very keen at, like, have you come in and say, yes, we definitely want your stuff, or do you have to fight for it sometimes?
4: No, well, you get a bit of both. Like, it definitely, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of places that are very, you know, craft beer focused who have who, known us for years. We've been playing beer to for a long time and are always, you know, big, big fans. Um, and then you get other places that are probably not so craft focused, they're just, excuse me, general, general beer, you know, beer retailers or bars who, like, probably have a smaller, more local focus and may not have heard of a lot of breweries from, from Sydney or from Brisbane or from WA or whatever. So you um, it's probably a bit more of a, um, a bit less recognition than you would get as a Melbourne brewery or a Victorian brewery. But I guess then the good part for me is I do love talking about our beers and that, that gives me a chance to give this person or give these venues and stores, I guess, the, the ground up explanation explanation, and, and you know story of, of our brand and of our beers so yeah
0: and I guess on your like it, it's easy for you because the beers are delicious they sell themselves as you've yeah. said it's you're not going in there trying to sell something that you're not really oh, super keen on but you're yeah. you're locked in and it's like mate I don't need to say anything try this yeah, at this going
4: honestly like I feel, I feel so lucky that I do work for a brand where I can literally just not say anything and go you know if they're want to drink a can of a hand of a stranger, sure, uh, give them a beer and go, just try that and then let me know what you think and the response is almost always, wow, awesome, let's get some beer in the store. Yeah, no, awesome. awesome.
1: Um, you guys you guys are independent, are you not? We are, definitely. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, uh, I don't know if this is a tough question, but I was just interested. I didn't mean it to be a tough question. Um, <laughs> but seeing some of the deals being penned by Stone and Wood and Bolger over the mm. past couple of years... Like, how important is it for you guys to remain independent, and uh, you know, not succumb to the, you know, the uh, temptation of the the bigger distribution and the big the big deal?
4: Oh, look, I mean, it's probably hard for me to speak to it, me being just the Victorian sales yeah. guy, and not being you know the owner or, or one yeah. of the owners. But I, you know, everything that we've always spoke about, spoken about in house is that independence is super important to us, and um, yeah, I think just being able to. Probably have so much more freedom with what you do with your brand and your beers when you are independent. Um, makes a big difference, and you know, always at the end of the day, I think it's just about trying to introduce more people to good beer and yeah. to good independent beer, and just trying to get that stuff into into more hands. Um, I think is is what our goal has always been. So. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's like you see, you know, every year there's there's always you know breweries that are you know small, medium, large, whatever, growing that end up getting bought out by one of the big guys. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think there's such a strong focus on independence for us because it allows, it allows us to do what we want. But that that usually means making the beer as good as possible, or sorry, as well as possible. Um, and not having to make any compromises, not having to you know cut any corners or cut costs because you know we've got uh, an overlord up here trying to cut back on their costs. Yeah,
1: and I suppose I mean that fits in with uh, like your mission statement that you, your biggest thing is quality. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's something that I can um, taste. Like we've done the, a couple of tasters uh, so far, and like trying to think about the difference. And yeah, obviously did a bit of research, but yeah, the mission statement is biggest the biggest importance is is quality
4: oh for sure first and foremost is always always the quality of the beer yeah like i said before we don't we don't the beer is made first and then the can or the branding is made around that yeah and then in other senses the beer is yeah again just the first priority we don't you know don't put anything else before that because once you do i think that's when you can start maybe losing focus and maybe um, having a few issues pop up in your production process that you know uh, you don't want, so yeah, having staying independent is, I think, uh, a huge a huge asset in that you can always focus on what your what your core is. And for us, it's you know super high quality beers, basically. Yeah, fantastic.
0: Awesome. Do do you get any uh, feedback in terms of the fact that you still are independent? Because I know even personally, and I, I can't speak for these guys, but I, I get the vibe like. When you hear about these guys that are kind of signing big deals, and credit to them, it's it's still a business. They need to yeah, make yeah. their money. There's no, there's no denying that. But you kind of like you see a, a bolter of beer, for example, next to a kasha beer, and it's like I'm going to buy the kasha beer. Like, do you get do you get that from people that are kind of like I love that you're independent? oh uh, yeah,
4: sometimes, sometimes you get. Um, I think. A little bit from the consumer end, but um, probably more of that kind of feedback comes from our wholesale customers, so our bars and bottle shops and pubs who...
3: This place is a great example exactly. of that. Because yeah. they, they did used to have the Bolter XPA on tap. Once Bolter were... um Born out. Bought out, they, they removed it straight away. Um, and that's a, yeah. it's like a Bolter again. Like, we still enjoy an XPA every now and then, but yeah. just uh, in, in yeah. that case, they're going for independent in a, in a place like this, and we love that, and that's why we come here to try new stuff.
4: So. For sure, yeah. Yeah. The, the beers that Bolter makes and, say, Stone & Wood make are, are still great beers, but, yep. um, you know, there's some places that have a strict indie-only kind of policy, which is, you know, which is great for breweries like us who don't, you know, who don't have that kind of huge marketing pool of, uh, you know, a Lion, Nathan or, or whoever else. Um, and it pretty much just gives you, you know, it gives you a, a great space and a great chance to get your beer out people who might not have had it and where you aren't competing against, you know, just purely how much marketing money a business has yeah um,
3: about five years ago i sat in this this establishment yeah speaking to ben kraus from oh, yeah. um bridge road yep and i was talking to him about the trends yep. and at the time sours weren't huge yet yeah yeah and he was talking to me about um how the industry expected a saison boom at some point that never eventuated but yep. he thinks he thought at the time. Sours might be coming soon and then yeah, it, that's yeah. eventuated. Do you, in your line of work, have a bit of a
4: prediction of what the next five years might be like in regards <laughs> oh, to... Nostradamus. Oh, mate, if I knew, we would be all over that. If, any, <laughs> if, any, if anyone knew what that next boom would be, they'd be all over that. And that, yeah. you know, That's that's well, such a hard thing to predict. Like we, you know, right now, lager is the thing, really. You know, beer's done like a, a full 180 and it's come back to being just... I think that the... the all the rage style right now is with clean crisp well brewed and like long fermented lagers um and yeah like sours were, were massive for a, for a time and then you know i think hazies are still definitely going i'm not sure if i'd even call that a trend anymore i think it's probably just like a permanent thing now really yeah absolutely it, and the-
0: it's the hype of hazies as well like like you see hazy on a can, it's like,
4: oh, I'd give that a go. Yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, there was a time when really big, fruited beers were, that was all the rage. Um, it's so hard to try and predict what the next incident would be because, you know, yeah, again, like I said, if, if someone knew they'd be all over it. A year ago,
3: I hadn't heard of a cold IPO. Yeah. Like, know, that, well, that's, that's something. Is, yeah. But that, that comes back to what you were saying about the, the lager-based sort of crisp. Yeah. You know, a lot of the cold IPA, that not that meant to be part of the sort of backing to a cold I'm, IPA? I'm sure Larry's a better end.
0: It can answer this better than I, but is You're it? it, it it's line, a lager yeast, yeah, so in
4: I'm, an ale style beer. I think that's it. It's either a lager yeast in an ale style beer or an ale yeast a <laughs> <beer with laughs> lager temp. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but it is definitely like a bit of a crossover in between. And I've had, um, yeah, quite a few cold IPAs now, just in the, in the process of trying, you know, what's out in the market, and they are, they are, they do taste really, really similar to an IPL. So, um, yeah, India Pale Lager. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely probably... I think it's also... I don't know if that's... It, it might go hand-in-hand hand with the growth in lagers in general, but also just the fact that it's, it is a brand-new style out of the States. And, like, I think it's a brand-new style. is going to get picked up, you know, pretty quickly in terms of breweries trying to try their own hand with it. So I think IP, uh, cold IPOs were only really sort of developed in the States within the last couple of years. So once that... Once there's a new, you know, there's a new name, a new tailor, a new product. people are going to try it, try it out. Absolutely, pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, especially with craft beer drinkers, we were talking to Dan before about that. It's a lot of craft beer drinkers tend to just be like, I just want to try
4: new things. So yeah, they see yeah, that yeah. cold
0: IPA on the shelf and they're like, oh, I've not seen that. I'll give it a go.
4: Yeah, for sure. And that's like that's 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 a huge part of I guess craft beer in general is like you've got such a huge number of independent breweries. In Pushing seven hundred, probably in the country. <laughs> yeah. um, all you know, not all, but a lot of them with really, really regular, weekly or fortnightly kind of new releases. So with that kind of huge volume of new beers coming out, all the all the crafty drinkers just, like, just want to try everything. So it's always yeah. you know a can of a, you know go into a bottle shop a mix six pack you know every week, brand new beers because there's so much out there and there's such a you know yeah huge wave of beers coming out that everyone wants to try. As many as they can, really.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's it's Craft beer is the new Pokemon cards. Got to,
4: Yeah, you, absolutely <laughs> have to, you have to untap them all, basically. Yeah. really do. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, do you boys have any other questions for Larry before I ask him some very simple ones?
0: Oh, oh, well, I'm sure I've got a million
1: questions, but we've only got a finite amount of time. Yeah, I'll, so. I'm looking forward to this. No, nah, yeah, what do you got? Okay, so I'm going to keep it real simple. And this is just more for my records. Yeah, sure. Goes or goza? Goza. Goza.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're one for two then. We had a Akasha, not goza. If we
1: didn't have goza, I I did put in goza in the ring. Yeah. Um, Napa or Nipa. Oh, Nepal. Nepal. Yeah. yeah, we see we got that wrong. Very embarrassed. Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, good. Speak for yourself. Oh, well, come. On, I got that wrong. Yeah. Oh, I was only well, going. You, off. you guys I. got me into it. Huh? See the eye. The eye is. Yeah, the eye does. No, yeah. fair enough. Um, I think. I think that's all the pronunciation uh, <laughs> questions <laughs> I had. Uh, File that away no, for later. I suppose. Just want to thank you for your time. It's no, a not g- at all. Great event. It's bloody great weather. PS, yes. it's it's excellent. It's, it's going to be a really absolutely nice. Actually, turned time. it on today. This
4: afternoon was really great. It's
1: yeah. still is nice. Is this night. the first your first time up
0: this way? It is. Yeah. 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 Okay.
4: So, uh, I've been I've been to Albury Yeah. Yep. I've been through it a couple of times, but it's my first time at this venue, at the Good Shed. Yep. My first time spending some time in Madonga. So yeah, awesome. yeah nice, no, nice, nice, little part of the world. For it's sure. bloody That's yeah.
0: It would, it, especially recently, it's and we were saying to Dan, it's it's. Kind of, it's probably consequential, but it's built around Good Shed. Like Good Shed were the first one, or well, one of the first in this Junction Square area. Yeah, all, yeah. And it's just expanded from there, and it's
1: like, uh, we'll attribute it to Good Shed.
4: Oh, I awesome. think I think it's definitely on down yeah. and kill for <laughs>
0: sure.
1: Yeah. Well, there's probably two more things I have. It'd be remiss of me not to mention these two exclusive beers that we've got in front of us.
4: Yeah, these are these are some absolutely yeah. just now, really special normal beers. Yes. This is Excellent. this is something. This is something. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's absolutely delicious. Do you want to talk us through just a quick overview yeah, sure. of those so, two?
4: So these are part of I think what I mentioned earlier, uh, which is our Smitscher series, which which is um, you know, where our brewers get to try um, bring some really, really fun, interesting beers that we probably wouldn't be able to just experiment with on a on a really Large volume so these are, these are quite small volume beers. Um, so our imperial Berry sour. I think there's about a. It's fruited at about 160 grams a, uh, per liter of fruit. There would have to be all of the berries in here. <laughs> to taste all of the, the it berries, yeah, like definitely. All of the world. The berries world are sold out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're done. Akasha oh. bought them all. Oh. I do. I think it's. I think. I think there was like yeah, raspberries, blueberries, boysenberries in there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's such a such a great beer. Um, and the color, like, you know, it's it's rude talking about color on a podcast of this beer, but the color is just amazing. Well, we we got video <laughs> oh, now. There you to go. Jump <laughs> in there. It's beautiful, yeah, deep crimson. Um, such a great body and mouthfeel, yeah, and, yeah. and all that fruit comes through really well. Just the right amount of sour. Uh, this is the first I've, I've tried of this beer, yeah. um, and it's just yeah, amazing. I lo- I personally love an imperial sour. I'm
0: not completely sold on sours and. Gozers. Uh very good. Well said. Uh, very,
3: very good. I was bit, listening. Saying
0: so because it's more fun to say. Oh yeah, but yeah but sure. <laughs> like it kind of tricks the Much people. Much more jazzy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, the imperial. I just think because it's a lot more. It it's fuller. Yeah. Like your, your traditional sours are, for me, a touch thin. Whereas you get that imperial, it's like this is.
4: Yeah, I'd I, I, hit. So like full. I think like you know your regular kind of sour beer is a little bit thinner, but that's kind of by design. It's meant oh. to be a very much more refreshing drinking beer where this is, A, it's 7%, so you're not smashing <laughs> pints of it. Uh, but, yeah, just a, just a yeah fuller body and more of a, I guess, well-rounded kind of beer. Yeah. And I just
0: had the first sip of uh, the... Was it Jack Daniels?
4: Jack Daniels Barrel Stout,
0: yeah. Yeah, and
3: yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Now, I just have to say, I'm, I'm a, a bourbon and whiskey drinker. Yep. Hudson is as well. Simon... Not at all. Okay. Now, we've had some... Yeah, you can we, see him preparing. We've had some <laughs> bourbon barrel-aged outs before, mm-hmm. and he saw the name and went, oh, no, like, he was a bit worried. Yeah. But I can alleviate your fears, because whilst there is a little bit, the deep... I, actually, I don't want to go into detail about it, because no. I'll get it wrong. Yeah, no, I want to hear from the let, professional. Let about.
0: Larry talk you down from the ledge the <laughs> that you're on.
4: Yeah. No, this, yeah, this is such, such a great beer. Yeah. This is probably... Um one of, if not the first um, barrel-aged beers that we managed to do. So this beer was actually awesome. brewed probably about 12 months ago originally. Oh, sorry, it was brewed a lot longer than that ago, and it was barreled for, I think, six months and was released the first time around about 12 months ago. Uh, and then, and that whole release was only in cans in a very, very small amount. And then this, this keg was... Left in the cool room, so it's been kept conditioning for 12 months, pretty much. Aged again. Aged again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, it probably has had time. Like, if there were any kind of sharper Jack Daniels barrel edges, to smooth them out a little bit. Um, And I think it's just, and then so this has been sitting in the cool room, I said, 12 months, and. again freshly this morning from what we had it sitting in um, and and carbonated and it's just, it's, it's come out so just well rounded and and just such a lovely beer, ten and a half percent and you just, it does not drink like it at all. You couldn't tell. Before you give your review, I do have a couple of questions
0: just quickly. So yeah, sorry. You you mentioned that you've kind of had it sitting there for Mm. 12, not sitting there for 12 months that makes it sound like it was just out there, but um. So
4: how do you store it for something like this? Does it sit in the 20-litre keg that we've got here? or Yep, yep? so it's in the, in the keg in the cool room. Um, so I always kept cold yep. um, in the keg. So this was, this was kegged pretty much out of, out of the bright tank, which is the last stage of the production process. Uh, and then, actually, no, sorry, this came from the fermenter, not the bright tank, because in the bright tank it would have been carbonated and this was uncarbonated. So this was what we couldn't fit into the bright tank. Right. So this was this went straight from fermenter into keg, and then was in the kegs uh, in the cool room until you know last week, pretty much. And then it gets carbonated before it's tapped
0: here. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I uh, like I said, we, we we taste
1: beers. We don't. We don't know beers. We,
4: oh, look, we, you guys have a pretty good idea of the sounds of it, definitely. I think we've learnt more in the past half an hour than we have yeah, like like, ever in our lives. Yeah. Oh, please. I, I, I'm not a brewer. I'm, I'm a shithouse home brewer, um, but I'm, I'm a, you know, I do sales. Oh, no, that's awesome. What's your go-to home brew? Oh, I couldn't even tell because they're all terrible. So. <laughs> uh, mate, I would take. I would, I would have a taste. What sure. was that one? I, I did one
0: one time, and you were like, it's like a Carlton Cold with orange. And I was like, that was <laughs> nothing like what
4: I wanted it to be.
1: Well, yeah.
4: look, it's an interesting go. You know, try, if you yeah. try to hand out is a Carlton Cold with orange, I mean, that could that could be the next trend. You never yeah, know. Because I
1: don't even think they make Carlton Cold. I don't think you knew what a Carlton no, Cold was. So I was I like, did. I made this beer, and you were like,
0: this is Carlton Cold, and I was like, what is Carlton Cold? Oh, it does like, <laughs> a new anywhere? I
1: couldn't can you tell. You. Yeah.
3: It's like a blue moon. You know, you have an orange you meant to put orange in your yeah. blue moon or whatever, that was what you meant. See, I was yeah.
0: I was
1: way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> But I have to say, I smelt it. Yeah, yeah, thoughts, please. What are you? I smelt pure fear.
4: <laughs> because okay. no, 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 no. Best Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's,
1: that's only because um I had a bad experience as a child. Well not a child. Drinking Jack was Daniels. 60, drinking yeah. well, yeah, drinking uh, drinking the brown spirits. Yeah. But yeah, as you exactly as described, had a taste and all the like chocolatey smooth yeah. it was chocolatey, very smooth. And as you said, the sharp edges. That you could probably smell to start off with just went went away. So I started with pure fear, but I think I'll end with uh, pure love, <laughs> and then wake up tomorrow with pure regret. <laughs> out no, out of delicious. interest,
4: Had had you had that in the can? I have. Yeah, I had that in a can, and I, I do think it has maybe mellowed a little bit in the last sort of yeah twelve months. Um, and yeah, kind of developed as well. Like it's just. The the is still there, that that whiskey aroma and sort of background flavour is still there. Um, but you've got from again, I had one can, you know, almost a year ago, but from yeah. what I can remember, like those chocolatey, uh, raisy notes have really come to the fore, probably more so than they did at the time.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I was gonna say it, it like compared to the Imperials like the barrel age Imperial stats we've had in the past, it just has that yeah, like that chocolate body. Yeah. So, like, I think, like you said, it's mellowed out. Whereas, like a lot of your barrel aged stuff, you can almost like, and Simo can attest as is previously mentioned, um, the the like the bourbon or yeah. it's just like
4: oh, that's I think, there. I think the best way to do those kind of beers is to have you know say that that bourbon and whiskey element there in like a like a supporting role. Yeah. And not just be the the first thing you smell and taste up front. You want it to be there in the background kind of complementing what you get from the malt in the beer because you know, it's it's a beer first, it's not a whiskey. If you want a whiskey just have a whiskey. Yeah. But, you know, done the right way I think it really yeah they definitely really contribute a lot. Absolutely and yeah. No, that's no,
1: absolutely fantastic. I tell you what, it did exactly I'm that. I'm just astounded that you liked yeah. it. No, like, not
0: not, oh, that, it's ba- not that it's yeah. bad. I'm just no. saying, like, in the past, I've seen your reaction and we've been, like, we tasted one um, halfway through a podcast and he basically went home. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he was, he no, was well, done and he switched off Harvey yeah.
1: Norman, 60 months, interest-free. Yeah. He was done. That's, that's <laughs> 100% correct. I believe I said the words, I need to go home. So... Yes, very good. So, well, what? I'm what I'm stoked to hear that. We know I've been a, we've been able
4: to convert you. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. No,
1: absolutely fantastic. I suppose the last question we have, like we've asked you a lot of questions. Do you no, have please. Do you have anything that you would like to pass on, or like that you haven't mentioned yet,
4: or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, I'm not sure. Uh, not really. I just I just hope. Uh, yeah, all your all your listeners and you guys as well. You know, get out there and and keep. You know keep on that, on that beer journey and Absolutely. keep trying new things and trying new brands and, and new styles and uh, see where, where it leads you. Sorry, one last silly question. <laughs> yeah. um, of course you've got from the silly Victoria. question. We,
3: uh, we are primarily a footy podcast to talk about beer. I heard that. So yeah. Who...
4: Who exactly do you support? Uh, I was hoping you guys wouldn't ask this question because I'm an Essendon supporter. Yes! <laughs> Probably there aware you of you that. that but we now. No, don't talk
1: about the football. <laughs>
0: like, talk about <laughs> Essen <laughs> and not what happened. No more questions. <laughs> 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 Cut, <Cool>. the <laughs> Cut the mic. <laughs> Cut the mic. Well,
1: we might finish it up there, Larry. Thank you for being with us. No, no thanks for yep. so, yeah, well, awesome. so having uh, On the first Border Barrels beer cast exclusively. Yep. And if you're um, in 5 Dock,
4: yeah, definitely get down. Get down to Spencer Street in 5 Dock and... Tap room out, have a few beers, and uh, yeah. yeah, enjoy yourselves. Akasha Brew
1: on Instagram. I dare say you're on Facebook and all the other social yep. media. Akasha Brew at all the on all the handles. Yeah. And yep. Akasha TV. There's a couple episodes up there. Will it come back? Oh, hopefully. hopefully. I think it should. I think. It should. I think so too. I think. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
4: It was good. I think the. Uh, the guys, the guys monitor themselves with a bit more, you know, a few more pressing things to do. So hopefully it yes. comes back yes. uh, sometime soon. Yes.
1: Calling for you maybe as host.
4: You could host the Akasha TV all right, well return. Ah, look, we'll, we'll come Bring back. Bring it back. And I'll just, I'll
1: just do a bunch of tastings of like all the barrel-aged things that you've got and tell you if they're okay. <laughs> the people that have uh, PS. PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. Oh, goodness me. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Larry. Have a good night and enjoy your time here in Wodonga.
4: Thanks a lot, guys. Great to be here.
1: This is my masterclass. Now, this is Marcy's masterclass. Yeah, on how devouring to Devouring a pizza. I'll tell you what, straight into it. Now, this isn't my masterclass, but I'll tell you what, we have had a masterclass tonight in business, brewing, Beers, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I I tell you what, and I did say off there, yeah. yeah, interviewing as well. Oh, not, uh, not, not a like, skill. Yeah, like we had. my fifty
0: percent of a journalism degree that I did has come into full effect. Oh, that's worth the however many thousand hex you've got. Oh, uh, all of it, all of it. Yeah, nah. like. Every dollar I make for the next 20 years is going to hex, I feel. Nah, that's good. On um, uh, a side
1: note. But I, I said this off-air to the guys and I said I regretted not saying it on-air, so I'm going to gonna go ahead and say it. I really appreciated the, the – I think the, the commonality between our two yeah. guests, we had Larry from Akasha and we had Dan from The Good Shed, was their passion for the game. Absolutely. And it's just uh, there was no we, – we, we asked some questions and they might have been a little bit silly or they might have been a bit – straight or some might have been a bit too serious but like they just they loved the game and they had a answer for everything and i just the the overarching theme i would say is passion and um like you could just tell they bloody loved it so i really appreciate it yeah and
0: i don't want to blow our horn too much but i think they could genuinely recognize our want to learn for one and two, like our passion for for beer as well and like
1: passion for beer yes well we could hear that yeah for the, for that's those, in the guts. yeah that was um, yeah.
0: but you you know what i mean like they they could recognize that we gave a shit yep um oh. like we cared we 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 love beer we love what they're about we love we we're helping local businesses we're helping independent Support businesses independence. and they're they're supporting us as an independent local Podcast.
1: Yes, exactly right. We no. might get bought out, of oh, Yeah, we? Oh, we're on, Lion yeah. Nathan. Yeah, yeah we, we are waiting to get bought so out. Stop, <laughs> stop who, who offering no, 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 to breweries big, and offer us. Who are
3: the big podcast people? Nah. Nah, well, look, I don't know. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, there's um, um, Joseph uh, Regan, uh, I think is his name. Uh, uh, Rogan, is it? Oh, uh, iHeartRadio. I yeah. uh, Rogaine. Rogaine. Um, uh, yes. What other podcasts are there?
3: Yeah. I think that's it. There's three podcasts yes. in the world and ours. Yes.
1: yes, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. We might not get bored out, but like from that, we're definitely past, not getting bored either. Yeah. But part, <laughs> from that, from that past 30 seconds, we might get paid out because we're talking absolute <laughs> dribble. So we'll probably we'll probably finish it up here, guys. I don't, I don't know what you reckon. What do What do uh, you last years to finish
3: off your big beautiful
1: stout that I'm glad you enjoyed
3: for a change.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what it will. As I said, it will take a take a bit of an effort, but it was quite delicious. It was smooth and the uh, the jagged edges. Let's get married. Let's get married. Um, yeah, so they've I'm been taken out the. I'm too young for
0: every reference that is made <laughs> oh, on yeah. this podcast. I'm a if it is years not up. made by me,
1: uh, yeah, just let us know if you did know what that reference was. Uh, um, I just want like mm. my final thing. So I was just talking to a uh, um, uh,
0: couple of guys behind the bar and talking about the beers and. We're all in agreement. It's like some good bloody beers, isn't it? Like, it's not like, and we're not going to name any kind of names, but like the beers are popping up and you're like, they're all good. And I said it to Larry Hudson is not a fan of Gozers. I'm a fan of that Goza.
3: Yeah. I I just like that. And we got an answer. We know that it's Goza. Goza.
0: Oh. I'm like, I don't know if I look like it in the video, but I feel like bloody Megamind. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I've yeah, all exactly. this information in my brain, like, I'm going to go home and my wife's going to greet me at the door. I'm like, who are you? I've had to remove all other information to oh, fit no. in what I've learned tonight.
1: But I might have an explanation about their beers. Um so I did I did sort of allude to their mission statement. I know it is a kind of uh, not overly exciting reading out a mission statement.
0: Well, it's funny you say this because I mentioned that we're not known for our research and here you are mentioning mission statement. He's statements. got more notes than his old man
3: pad. Oh, no, it's go. like
1: he's done all this research. He couldn't remember anything to save himself and look at him. I know. So one of the first commandments in our business plan was quality. Quality must be at the core of everything we do. After all, great beer is our everything. It's a simple mission statement, but it speaks volumes about how we go about business of brewing beer. And you can you fucking can, can well taste it. I wish our podcast was all about quality.
0: <laughs> yes, maybe we should <laughs> change our mission statement. Yes. What's our mission statement, Zach?
3: Um, kick a barrel, drink an ice beer.
1: <laughs> well, Jesus I think Christ. we're going to end it right can there. We because end that, on that? That That's was rubbish. perfect. Oh. Absolutely perfect. We will see you when we see you and you will listen to us when you listen to us and Absolutely. i need to finish this before and I as it and always kick a kick barrel, and barrel and drink a nice a beer. beer
4: yes